The EMMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Hi, yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 366, going out to the newest Phoenix Sun, Bradley Beal. The Suns are going all in, got themselves another player. Um, so go Suns, go. We'll, we'll see how things pan out. Another player who gets injured a lot, I, I might add. So anywho, um, thanks for coming to the show. It's not a Phoenix Suns podcast, but it could be. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Today is one of our classic what you expect are our classic non-UFC Monday episodes. We're going to be doing the PFL week six as we wait for Dana Weiss contender series to, to start up again, but it's warm outside. So we're getting close to that time of year, but PFL has got a, a decent fight card this week that our regional expert, our non-UFC expert, he's actually an expert in all MMA. He's going to uh, give you winning picks for, her. that would be the one and only Gumby Vreeland. Hello. So speaking of being an expert, did you see my Bellator results? I feel like we haven't talked about my Bellator results yet. No, we haven't. You went four and five, I believe, including underdog. Four, four out of five. Four, four out of five. Yes. Not four and five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would be different. Um, yeah. yeah, and and my only loss was an underdog anyway. So I hit. I actually hit two underdogs, including a big one in the co-main event. Why did somebody think that Patricio Pitbull cutting to 135 was going to be a good idea? Yeah, like he was, I, I don't know. He was How do we look? Because they're they're making us pay for it in Canada now. So it was hard enough. I, I was have, having a hard enough time having to watch it on YouTube for free. But now <laughs> it's pay-per-view. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Even he, looks, like, he, like, he looked he looked slow is, is okay. what I would say. He, he looked and, and I think half of it was probably that he's a 155 pounder fighting at 35, which is inherently a much faster division. But I also think half of it was that he cut an absurd amount of weight and looked like he had 0% body fat and possibly no water left in his body. Um, so yeah, um, that was a sweet 150 plus 150 for Sergio yeah. Pettis. Very, very nice. Um, yeah. So Gumby, he kills it on the regional. Well, what can we say? He's going to kill it today with the PFL week. Six. What we're doing? Actually, you said top. They've switched the fight. Uh, they fit, switched the uh, the fight lineup ra- around a bit since we uh, since you told me we're doing top five. We're doing Collard Ray. Do you have that one ready? I have. I, I have that one ready. I I did prep the one that possibly was a replacement, but I have that one ready as well. Okay, good. Gummy's always ready, so um, we we can jump into Er in a second. I want to tell you about, of course, about our friends at Edge Boost because they. Are sponsoring this here podcast that is in your ear halls. Edge Boost, their Edge Boost is the world's first bet now painted later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to twenty five hundred dollars in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. That's exactly what you can do. Or you could double down on a favorite bet you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. You know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, monthly, and or weekly uh, limits. I did that 
in a strange order, but yes, daily, weekly, or monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge, E-D-G-E, to sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. So you're 21 years or older to use problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Gumby, let's do some PFL, shall we? We're going to kick things off with, since they switched the fight card around, let's do Collard and Ray first. Does that sound, that work for you? I like that fight. All right, it is it is a good fight. Um, we don't. I didn't find odds anywhere. Same with you. Yeah, I'm gonna do the predicting thing, which is what oh, people, people like best anyway. At least people. Ryan H. Uh, all all Ryan of them. H. I've gotten. I actually got a couple of messages on Twitter saying never, yeah. telling me never to know the lines, to just never look <laughs> at lines and just tell yeah. them what I think. <laughs> yep. Well, that's what we're gonna do here. Uh, we're flying blind, but Gumby will lead the way. One fifty-five tournament fight. Clay Collar versus Stevie Ray couple of almost household names. If you're an MMA nerd, they are household names. We're going to start with Stevie Ray Braveheart. 25 and 12, six knockouts, nine submissions, but knocked out three times, submitted four times. Two and three in the PFL. He has one loss, excuse me, two straight fights. He did make it to the finals last year uh, in this weight class. He went seven and four in the UFC as well. He's fight up at welterweight. Cage Warriors champion and multi-regional championships on his... Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. 2010 was his pro debut. He also is a kickbox, a professional kickboxer, and he has a bunch of regional BJJ uh, championships to his name as well in Europe. He's fighting against Cassius Clay Collard, 22 and 10 with one no contest, 10 knockouts, three submissions, but knocked out once, submitted three times, four and two in PFL, loss, win, loss, win has been his pattern of late. He made it to 2021 semifinals of the tournament. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Used to fight up at welterweight and down at featherweight. One in three in the UFC. Has failed a drug test in the past. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. Nine and six as a pro boxer. Three years younger than Ray. Two inches taller and five inches of reach. And now Gumby will make his predictions. So first of all, I think you're going to see Clay Collard come in at like negative two. Let's say negative 225. Um, he, he's definitely going to be the favorite here. Stevie Ray hasn't been a favorite for a minute in any of his fights. Um, but I, look, I love Stevie Ray. I, I think I've said time and time again, I think I even picked him in the finals last year. Um, I, I just think Clay Collard's an awful matchup for him. Because when you think about what Stevie Ray's good at, he's good at like mixing like some some base level boxing with like some pretty good wrestling and some pretty good jujitsu that allows him to like, you know, the boxing is enough to throw people off and get to his jujitsu. And I just don't think against Clay Collard, his boxing is enough to even scare Clay Collard. You know, like when he beat, you know, like when he beat Anthony Pettis, he beat Anthony Pettis by being like, here's some boxing that's kind of in your face. Anthony Pettis is older and slower and doesn't have it quite anymore. And and it made Anthony Pettis be like, oh, shit, he's going to box with me. And then suddenly the takedown was there. Um, And, and with Clay Collard, I think Clay Collard is never going to say like, oh, shit, he's boxing with me. I think Clay Collard is just going to be like, this is cute. Uh, and, and is just going to constantly be on his toes to shuck the takedown. And when he does shuck the takedown, I mean, I think he's just going to blast Stevie Ray on the feet. I, I don't think Stevie Ray's got the boxing for him. So no matter what the game plan is here for Stevie Ray, uh, I'm going to take Clay Collard. And, and if it does come in right around negative 200, you know, a smidge over even, uh, I think there's value on Clay Collard there, especially to uh, hashtag throw him in a parlay. Oh, throw him in a parlay. We got some value. We don't have an underdog, but we have some value for you. All right. Uh, we are going to... 
welterweights. Magomed, Magomed Karamov versus David Zawada. Are you ready for that one? Yeah, it's the dumbest, fight I've, the dumbest fight I've seen in a minute. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's break her down. Zawada, Saget, Saget is the nickname. He's 18 and 8, 12 knockouts, 4 submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. All in one in the PFL, 1 and 4 in the UFC. Multi region championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So at least he was good in some promotions, just not the UFC or the PFL. 2010 was his pro MMA debut, and he's got two inches of reach over Magomed Karamov, who the man named Magomed Karamov is 31 and 6, 12 knockouts, 9 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. 13 and 1 in the PFL. 2018 champion, the 2021 finalist. He's won three straight fights and 16 of his last 17. Uh, he won his last fight via TKO. 1-0 in World Series of Fighting uh, before it turned to the PFL. Uh, used to fight up at middleweight 20, 2008, excuse me, a pro MMA debut. A pancreation champion, a hand-to-hand combat champion, a tie boxing champion. He's an inshallah than Zawada. I think I know who Look, you're I, taking. Yeah, <laughs> I, Magomed Karamov should be negative 700. If yeah. he's if he's not, feel free to back the the truck up and just dump whatever you got on there. But I I know MMA math doesn't work, and I know you make fun of me every time I do this. But like one of these guys has lost to Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts and Alex Morano. <laughs> the other yeah. one, the other one has beaten Chris Curtis twice, John Doomsday Howard, Ray Cooper, Bojan Velichovic twice. And has fought in up a weight class. Uh, has beaten Curious Curtis Millinder in Sadabu, the <laughs> Swedish <Curious>. Denzel. <laughs> Sadabu, the Swedish Denzel Washington side. Like, he's beaten Gleason T. Like, one of these guys has absolutely taken it to high level opponents. And one guy had a lucky submission against Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov that largely saved his career for a while. This is negative 700. It should be Karamov. He wins any way he wants. I think most likely the way he chooses uh, to win this fight is he just stands and he he rips Zawada to the body and rips him with a couple of hooks and, and ends it any time he wants. So, yeah, give me uh, give me Megamed Karamov. It's not going to be terribly exciting, but I like him here. All righty. Let's see if the next one is terribly exciting or not. It is at lightweight. Shane Burgos. Yamato Nishikawa. Nishikawa is 21, 4, and 6. 14 knockouts, 4 submissions. He's been knocked out twice. 0-1 PFL, 14 and 1 over his last 15 fights, but he did lose his very last fight. He's fight at upper weight class, welterweight, down weight class, featherweight. He is a professional Muay Thai and the shoot box uh practitioner. He's 11 years younger than Burgos. Burgos is a hurricane, though. He's 15 and 4, 5 knockouts, 5 submissions. Been knocked out twice. 0-1 in the PFL. Gone two and one over his last three and two and three over his last five. He did lose his last fight. He went eight and three in the UFC 2013 pro MMA debut, four inches taller than Nishikawa. And he's one of the rare fighters that Dana White actually admitted they should not have let uh, leave the promotion, which he never admits, even about Francis Ngato. Go ahead. So Burgos is going to be a big favorite here. I'm going to say negative 325. Uh, give me plus 275 on the return. And, and you know me. I'm contractually obligated to give you an underdog on every single Ooh, one of these fight cards. I, I'm going to give man. you Nishikawa, mostly because I think Burgos's head is not in the right spot. And Nishikawa is dangerous in all of the ways that uh, that are bad for Burgos. Um, he Loki has got kind of sleepy power. He doesn't hit it all the time, but he's got sleepy power. And he's really good at jujitsu. 
um, both off of his back and when he's on top of you. Um, he goes for things kind of often. And he also just like, I mean, like there's volume there, which I kind of like about him. And w- when you watched that last fight with Shane Burgos um, against Olivia Alba Mercier, just no answer for the grappling. And gra- granted, Olivia Alba Mercier way better here than, than Nishikawa. Yeah, sure. You can you can you can French it up if you want. Um, <laughs> uh, he's way better than Nishikawa is. But like, if you're gonna get three to one money here. I don't think there's any value on Shane Burgos at that price. Like you want to stay away from him. Cause I think his headspace is kind of in a weird spot and you know, like stylistically, this is not a fun fight for him. Uh, Nishikawa crazy young. Uh, and, and I think, Hey, like at, if you're going to get three to one money, I think there's a stab there to be made on him to win this fight. Yeah. You uh, it, it's never a bad thing to put some money on a, someone who's 11 years younger than, than their opponent, uh, especially if it's going to be a nice big dog, uh, dog play. So there you go. Um, speaking of dogs, I'm going to tell you about bird dogs. So this is never a bad thing to put on your body. Actually bird dog shorts, because they make you look good. Bird dogs, stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better because, uh, better than the regular shorts, that is, uh, that are made of stiff, restricting cotton because Bird Dogs has fixed the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Um, Gumby said he's going to wear his Bird Dog shorts to the beach, but he will not go in the water, correct? That's correct. That's correct. So the shorts will stay. Not a water guy. No, the shorts will stay dry. So I'm inviting his family, minus Gumby, to the cottage this summer. Uh, so I won't see him in his bird dog shorts. Here's what you all have to do. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool. That's P-O-O-L for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's bird dogs, bird, like the bird dogs, like the dogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. Co-main event time. Did someone say Swedish Denzel Washington earlier? Yes, my co-host did. I did. <laughs> and he's fighting Sadabusai versus Shane Mitchell. Walter Waits. I'll tell you about Mitchell first. Triple A is the nickname. Uh, so he must be a baseball player. He's 13 and 5. Eight knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. All one PFL. He's won three of his last four. But that loss did come in his last fight. He used to fight at middleweight 2013 pro MMA debut. Then we got the Swedish Denzel Washington Sadabusai. 14, 6, and 2 with one no contest. Seven knockouts for him. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. 8, 4, and 2 with one no contest in the PFL. He is the reigning champion, 2022 champion of PFL. He's won five straight and six of seven. He also used to fight at middleweight, and 2013 was his pro MMA debut as well. Yeah, th- this should be another... Man, all the odds in these fights are going to be crazy. Sadabusai, yeah. let's say negative 450. Um, and I'll say Sadabusai wins. Uh, he's parlay fuel here. He's got way better pace. Shane Mitchell only beats people who are terrible. Like, I, I, I don't mean to rag on Shane Mitchell, but like, if you go back and you look at the people he's beaten, in th- these are the amount of people he's beaten in the last. I, I'll go. We'll go last five years. Eight and eleven, three and one in four and two. And that, that includes a loss to a guy who is 15 and 14. Um, and that's all he's got. So 
yeah, like I, I don't have any hope for Shane Mitchell here. He, he clearly is one of those guys who needs to get somebody out fast in order to win. And like, look, you're not getting Sadabu Sai out fast. So the fact that he's both a guy who needs to work early in the fight and he's up against a guy who is durable and puts a pace on you. Like, I think Sadabu Sai is just going to wear him out and, and like, you know, Sadabu, and I don't know what there are out there for props because there's not even odds out for most of these fights yet. But Sadabu Sai is a not, not a guy who's gotten a ton of finishes. In fact, in his last five fights, he's got exactly one finish. Um, and, and you can go deeper than that, and th- there's less finishes there. But if you find a uh, finish prop here, especially, like, if you can get a late finish prop, like a second or third round finish prop here for Sadabu Sai, I, I think that's a good spot because, look, I think he's going to wear him out, and I think he's going to get the finish late. There you go. Main event time. Two Canadians going head-to-head. You're going to have to tell me about the one guy that I'm not so familiar with, but uh, he does come from the uh, the hot fight camp up here now, Niagara uh, MMA or Niagara Top Team. What do they call it again? Oh, my gosh. I can't you're, remember. You're right. Ni- you're right. Niagara Top Team. It was Niagara Top Team, right. Yes. Hey, yeah, yeah. Anthony, Anthony Romero, and he's fighting against Olivier. Oban Mercier, not Olivier Oban Mercier, as Gumby would like to have you believe, but Olivier Oban Mercier. I think it's all. I think it's Oliver. <laughs> Oliver Oban Mercer versus Anthony Romero. Uh, Romero, and this is three five minute rounds. The lightweights. We'll tell you about Romero, the genius. First, not Leaping Lanny Poffo, but uh, Romero instead. He's twelve and one, three knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. One and zero in PFL. He's won three straight fights. One know the contender series was regional champion, eight years younger than Obama Mercier, two inches taller than him. Obama Mercier, the, you can call him the cool back kid. You can call him the Canadian gangster. You can call him the Canadian tuxedo. Just don't call him Oliver Obama Mercer. Uh, he's 18 and five, two knockouts, eight submissions, never been finished in a fight, seven and oh in PFL. And he was 2022 champion. He's not lost a fight since July of 2019. He went seven and five in the UFC, two and oh in the Ultimate Fighter. He's fight at welterweight. 2011 Pro MMA debut, and he's got half an inch of reach on Romero. Okay, over to you. I just worry about Romero. So, oh, first of all, I should give you odds. Uh, Olivia Bummer. Sorry. Yeah. Olivia Bummer here, negative uh, 350. Um, And I'm going to take him in this fight uh, because I just don't think. I don't think Anthony Romero can deal with the wrestling that he's got. Um, mostly because I don't think anybody can deal with the wrestling that Olivia Alba Mercier has got in PFL. But also, if you go back and you look at Romero's losses, uh, actually only one loss. But the other one was a split win, if I'm not mistaken. They're the people who wrestle well. Like, he lost to J.J. Okanovich, um, which, again, if you're not a regional MMA fan and you don't follow along, you might not know the Bosnian bomber, J.J. Okanovich. But this is a guy who um, it fights for Fury FC often, who fought for Bellator for a while. Um, and, and he lost to the likes of like Lucas Clay and Trey Ogden, mostly because he only wrestles uh, and he doesn't do much else. But that was enough to beat Anthony Romero. And you could say the same, same thing about Zach Uscola, who uh, Anthony Romero won a split decision in LFA over Zach Uscola. And, and I know there are a couple of guys in the Discord who are like, you Scola guys, uh, because I think we want a bunch of money on him last time he fought. And, like, we know he's just a gritty dude. He he just gets in your face. He grinds you against the cage. He looks for a couple of takedowns. That's what you Scola does. So the, the fact that you Scola 
went to a split decision when Anthony Romero tells me Anthony Romero has trouble with the wrestling. He has trouble with the grinder. And look, Olivia Alba Mercier, that dude grinds. Um, and, and so, like, the fact that he's had trouble with grinders in the past, I think he's going to have trouble again. Give me uh, Olivia Alba Mercier. And if you're looking to, like, uh, make make some of these picks a little bit more exciting, because they are boring as hell when you go chalk this much. I think uh, I think Clay Collard and Olivier Alba Mercier in a parlay together when those numbers come out. I don't know that you'll get even money on it, but I bet you you'll get like negative 150 on it once you pair them together. And uh, if you can get that, that's definitely worth your time. I was going to say earlier, Alba Mercier's half an inch of reach advantage probably is uh, is the thing that's going to swing the fight, right? I think they will be so close <laughs> that nobody will know they even have reach. <laughs> that, yeah, it's very, very true. Um, people are predicting a boring fight here. All right, let's recap the picks for you. He's got Obama Mercier. He's got the Swedish Denzel Washington inside of Usai. He has Nishikawa, hopefully as a big underdog, Mega Magkaramov, and Clay Collard, right? That's right. Can I uh right. can I I put this Please. into uh, a different realm for a quick second? Please do. Yeah, yeah. So um, we do need to give you our edge down or edge boots double down play of the day. And I, it's fitting. The timing could not be more perfect because the aforementioned Zach Usola, the juice, is fighting on this fight card. I'm looking at the lines uh, that, that I had written for myself earlier. I think Usola is probably going to be... A plus 225 dog. He's fighting uh, Jara Hussein Al-Sawai. I think he's going to win here. I think he's got the grinding power to get in Al-Sawai's face. I, I think he's going to uh, he's gonna make it gritty. If I could bet this fight is a split decision, I would bet this fight is a split decision. But you most likely won't get that in PFL. Instead, just take Zach Usola. I think the juice is going to get it done here and make us a whole bunch of money. So once again, our edge boost double down play of the day is Zach Usola. Uh, edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgambling.com or sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's once again, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. There you go. Lots of lots of uh, value picks for you. Rounding your ear holes. Thanks for listening. Uh, get in the Discord and you get more. Uh, picks out of us sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord twitter is sgpn mma and gumby reeland and jeff fox writer get my sub stack in your inbox i won't just invade your ear holes i'll invade your eyeballs as well it's moneymma.substack.com the very least sign up for a free subscription and enter my free pick them every week and win yourself some prizes um everything good in the world sportsgamblingpodcast.com and gumby's other podcast top turtle mma you can ram that in your ear holes uh, midweek every week as well um, I'll let him take us home. We'll be back when Wednesday UFC week. I'm David Gobi Freeland. He's Jeff the Genius Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.